Welcome to this episode of Sound Bites, a podcast series produced by the National Psoriasis Foundation, the nation's leading organization for individuals living with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. In each episode, someone who lives with psoriatic disease, a loved one, or an expert will share insights with you on living well. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast and join us every month at SoundBites for more insights on understanding, managing, and thriving with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. My name is Dr. Stacy Bell, and I'll be your guest host for this episode of SoundBites, featuring the So Protect Me Global Survey and why participation is so important to advancing an understanding of how COVID-19 and other factors impact the management of psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. As the National Psoriasis Foundation's Chief Scientific and Medical Officer, I'm often at the forefront of answering questions about COVID-19, management of psoriasis or psoriatic arthritis, and scientific research. In my position, I have the honor of partnering various medical institutions government agencies, scientists, leading dermatologists, and prominent rheumatologists around the world, all with the distinction of expanding our knowledge about the management of psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. An example of such partnerships is with SoProtect, initiated through St. John's Institute of Dermatology at King's College in London. Joining me today to discuss the purpose and provide an overview of SoProtect Me is Professor Catherine Smith. Professor of Dermatology and Therapeutics and Consultant Dermatologist at St. John's Institute of Dermatology, King's College, London, and Guy's in St. Thomas's Hospital. Professor Smith is the lead clinician in specialized services for adults with severe psoriasis and eczema. Also joining us is Dr. Satvir Mahil, a consultant dermatologist at St. John's Institute of Dermatology, Guy's in St. Thomas's. NHS Foundation Trust, an adjunct senior lecturer at King's College in London. Her major clinical and research interest is in psoriasis. Professor Smith and Dr. Mahil are co-directors of the So Protect Me studies. Welcome to Soundbite, Satvir and Catherine. We appreciate you being here today to discuss So Protect Me. To start our podcast, and since many of our listeners are probably not aware of So Protect Me, could you please provide a quick overview of what So Protect Me is and the purpose of developing this program? Yes, sure. Thank you, Stacey. Well, So Protect Me is an online survey open to everyone with psoriasis, and the main purpose of it is to really understand how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected people. We have all been profoundly affected by the pandemic. It's affected virtually every facet of our lives. So for people with psoriasis, particularly, there may be changes and worries about their medication, shifts in their social behavior, more social isolation, impact on their emotional well-being, and also difficulties in accessing healthcare. And so for all those reasons, we're, we're really keen to understand how the pandemic has specifically affected people with psoriasis. And and that really is the purpose of So Protect Me. And I mean, in fact, one one of the big motivations to setting it up was were, were discussions with our patients from the very beginning. There was a great feeling of uncertainty and worry that was coming from our patients. So that was another motivation to try and understand it better. 
with this online survey. And of course, So Protect Me is for patients or people with psoriasis, but it absolutely complements our other online survey that's been set up for healthcare professionals called So Protect, where we're asking healthcare professionals. So this is a sort of companion registry. And for this registry, they're asking for information about people who've actually developed COVID-19. Satvir, is there anything else you wanted to say? No, I think that covers it all. Excellent. Thank you for all of that background. Satvir, could you comment a little on who designed So Protect Me? Yeah, sure, Stacey. So we've been really fortunate in that we have had input from a really broad range of experts from the very inception to the delivery of the project and the data analysis now going forwards. So the survey itself was designed by a group of doctors, dermatologists and research scientists, epidemiologists and also patients. When we were actually designing So Protect Me, we'd already launched the registry for healthcare professionals that Catherine mentioned called So Protect. So we wanted to mirror the questions that we were asking healthcare professionals in So Protect Me, whilst also making sure that So Protect Me, the survey, was very accessible and, and very relevant for patients. We researched the formats of the questions used by the World Health Organization, and we also went to other experts for their advice, for example, um, experts in areas such as medication concordance, who are here at King's College London. And then once we had developed the first prototype of the survey, we tested it extensively amongst lots of patients and the psoriasis association have been involved in every stage of the project and they were key in this testing stage uh, as well as the design and then we launched the survey in may and we've continued to tweak it following user feedback so we're really happy to hear from anybody participating about ways in which we could make it better and more accessible and we'd endeavor to to keep tweaking it yeah, listeners may not necessarily know that the Saras Association is a very large patient organisation for psoriasis in the UK. So they've been kind of major partners with us at, at the development stage of the survey and, of course, ongoing as well, along with many other psoriasis patient associations. It sounds like there was a lot of thought put into the development. So with that being said... Catherine, who should participate in So Protect Me? Is this survey strictly related to COVID-19 or can anyone with psoriasis and or psoriatic arthritis participate? Are there any restrictions based on related health conditions or comorbidities, such as heart disease, diabetes, depression, or other known comorbidities associated with psoriasis or psoriatic arthritis? There are no restrictions at all. So we really want to hear from anyone with psoriasis. So if you have psoriasis, please take part. You can have minimal psoriasis, very severe psoriasis. You can have psoriasis with psoriatic arthritis. You have psoriasis associated with all the conditions that you mentioned or any of them. It's really important that we hear from, from everyone. And there are no age restrictions as well. So if the person who is a young child, if they're too small, then it's possible for somebody to fill it in on, on their behalf. So anyone, no restrictions is the short answer. Excellent. Satvir, what information are you collecting through the survey and what happens to the data that you are collecting? Are the data protected? 
So we're collecting information about a number of different things. Firstly, about general characteristics of every participant who fills it in, including things like age, gender, employment status, um, and then also into the specific details about their psoriasis. So we will ask about the type of psoriasis, uh, the treatments that they're receiving for it, how long they've been on these treatments and their associated health conditions. And when I say we're asking, it's it's a tick, it's it's all tick boxes. So it is really quick exercise and takes around 10 minutes to complete the full survey. We're also asking about changes in behaviours in the pandemic, for example, social behaviours, social distancing, and whether people are stopping their medications and why they might be doing this. And then if anyone completing the survey has been unlucky enough to have COVID-19, then we will ask additional questions about the symptoms of their infection, the treatments that they've received for it, and whether they have fully recovered from it. So all of the data is collected and housed on secure servers, and the data is only accessed by the study team for the specific purposes of the data analysis to ask the research questions that we have sort of mentioned before. And on the website, which is www.psoprotectme.org, we have a series of frequently asked questions, which we hope will be useful in providing more detail on the data protection and the information that we're collecting. How many people are participating or have participated in So Protect Me to date? And why is it so critical to recruit participants with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis from various countries to participate in the survey? What makes this survey different from other surveys? So more than 2,000 people with psoriasis from over the world have completed the survey so far. It's a really great start, given that we launched this just a couple of months ago. But I think we shouldn't forget that psoriasis affects more than 60 million people worldwide, and it's a, it's a common condition. So it's really, really important that we encourage as many people with psoriasis as possible to complete the survey so that our findings are as applicable and generalizable to everyone with psoriasis as possible. So far, our participation has mostly been in the UK, but one of the major benefits from having such an accessible online survey is that you really can participate from anywhere and everywhere around the world. And we will certainly be able to glean much more information by having participants take part from all around the world. So again, please, please do take part no matter where you're from. And what makes the survey different? Well, it's a survey that is specifically for people with psoriasis. There are lots of other general sort of generic surveys out there, but this is really focused on the issues that are key to individuals who have got psoriasis. So we're asking questions like what has happened to your psoriasis during the pandemic? How has your mood been and your anxiety levels been? Because we know that mood and anxiety can be particularly affected in people who also suffer from psoriasis and we're asking about the treatments that people are taking for their psoriasis so we hope that this survey in particular speaks to people who have got psoriasis and is more relevant. Catherine I'm not sure if you wanted to add more. No I, I think that's pretty comprehensive. 
I think the point is we we as, as you said at the beginning, we've got two thousand people uh, who've taken part. So thank you very much to those people. But that as a as a, obviously only a fraction of the sixty million people with this condition. I think it's important to add there too. You know, right now there's been a variety of epidemiological surveys that have actually estimated the number worldwide, and there's a lot of evidence to suggest that with the, the differential diagnosis and different presentations, it actually may be higher than that. So I, I think it's a really yeah. important point, um, yeah. you know, how many people worldwide it actually impacts. Yeah, yeah. And and actually, we've put a lot of effort into this and along with many, many other people. And we hope that maybe this could also be a platform for future research into important things related to psoriasis, not just COVID. So we, we feel that building this network and participation across the world is is really very valuable in and of itself for the psoriasis community. Catherine, given how you are collecting the data, do you have mechanisms in place to collaborate or partner with other registries or patient organizations to identify trends associated with COVID-19 and, as you mentioned, other related conditions or treatment related to psoriasis in general? Yes, we do. This is a really very important point. Uh, as Satvir mentioned, when we were designing the registry, in fact, we've modelled the core data set on those used by other registries investigating other skin conditions. So, for example, we're collaborating with the eczema COVID-19 registry called Secure AD. And also, the same core data set was used and is, is being used for other inflammatory diseases in rheumatology and inflammatory bowel disease. And we did that purposefully with the intention of being able then to share, compare and contrast our, our data sets to, as you say, identify trends across different diseases. So we know, for example, many of the treatments that we use for psoriasis are also used in other conditions. And we also know that there's overlap with underlying health problems. And so combining the data sets is a very powerful way of understanding similarities and differences, and also crucially, enhancing this power, the statistical power of our analysis. So we've already had provisional or preliminary discussions with colleagues in rheumatology and inflammatory bowel disease with exactly that in mind. Pat Bear, can you share some key points from the data you've collected so far? Are there any interesting trends that you've noticed or any things of note? So, so Stacey, so we're actually currently doing the analysis and it's underway. So it's, a, it's just a bit early to, to say sort of what the exact trends are. We certainly had more females than men contribute and about a third of individuals who've completed the survey have said that they have psoriatic arthritis and about 5% of the people who have filled in the survey have reported that they've been diagnosed or thought they've had COVID-19. So we're really hopeful to be able to look for trends within the data set. As part of the analysis, we're really interested to see if there are any differences in, say, social distancing behaviours between people receiving different types of medications. We have a good range of medications within the data set. So people have reported that they're on anything from topical treatments to tablet medications to injection medications and portion are on no treatment. So, so we're interested to see the differences between these different groups. 
And also, we're interested in whether people are more likely to stop one type of medication, say, compared to another during the pandemic and understand why that may be. So I think there's lots of hopefully interesting things and important things that we will be looking at in the analysis. And we hope to be able to release that data very soon. Yeah, one of the important questions that can really only be answered by patients is exactly as you say, severe differences in social distancing and taking medications because clinicians may not know that. But we want to be sure, for example, if we're looking at the risk associated with particular types of medication, if we're looking at outcomes, say, to injection treatments versus tablet treatments, we want to be sure that those differences are really due to the drug rather than, for example, the fact that, well, people taking a particular injection type of treatment are more uh, likely to stop their medication or more likely to socially distance. So that sort of information is really critical to understanding the data that we're getting also from our healthcare professional registry, So Protect. And I agree too that I think the things you've mentioned already as far as potential comorbid conditions or underlying conditions and also disease severity could be related to some of those other elements. So having all the data together will be exceptional. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Catherine, how can someone participate in the survey? Is it only available online? It is only available online. So we do recognise that may preclude some people who haven't got access to the internet, but it is only available online. That was really for sort of practical reasons. But it is very accessible online. And you just go to the website, which is soprotectme.org, psoprotectme.org. And we have now got really good translations for the website content and the survey, which we really hope will increase the global reach of the project. So the languages that are now available are Spanish, Portuguese, French, Italian, Japanese, Chinese, Polish, and English. And we've got an Arabic version due to be live shortly, thanks to incredible help from the Sarasis community around the world. It's been amazing how people have really helped get these translations up and running, and they've been extensively tested. So they're not perfect, but they're, they're pretty good. So we really do hope that these translation versions will, will enable as many people as possible to take part. Catherine and Satvir, in closing, can you please identify the benefit of participating in this survey for patients and their providers and caring for them? Ultimately, what is your goal on behalf of those affected by psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis? So, I mean, really, the fundamental goal, Stacey, is to better understand using this survey, So Protect Me survey, how people are coping and how people are responding in these sort of unprecedented circumstances at the moment in the midst of the current pandemic. In particular, we would really like to help to define those high need groups of individuals with respect to risk factors for COVID-19 outcomes so that these groups of individuals can be recognised and supported on, on a global scale. I know we've talked about our uh, other registry called SoProtect, which is a clinician-focused registry that asks clinicians to report. And um, But with SoProtect Me, this really is an opportunity for patients 
people with psoriasis to be heard firsthand and for us to really understand the experiences of people with psoriasis in the context of COVID-19 and the pandemic. So we're really, really grateful for everybody who has already participated and we are very keen to hear from lots more individuals. Satvia, you've summarised it incredibly well. People with psoriasis are very powerful so-called citizen scientists and by taking part you, you really will be contributing to a very valuable source of data which will have great benefit for many, many people. So thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sound Bites for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. If you or someone you love has ever struggled with psoriatic disease, our hope is that through this series, you'll gain information to help you lead a healthier life and inspire you to look to the future. Please join us in a couple weeks for another inspiring podcast. You can find this or all future episodes of Sound Bites on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and the National Psoriasis Foundation webpage. To learn more about this topic or others, please visit psoriasis.org or contact us with your questions or comments by email at podcast at psoriasis.org.